2: now
3: Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com. Now, NobleGoldInvestments.com. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: Hello, everyone. Great to be live with you. Happy Friday. Well, the CDC has admitted this week that they made major mistakes during the pandemic, and therefore, they are going to be majorly revamping. I'll tell you why I think this is a sign that the people are winning. Do I think the CDC is going to revamp for the better and get rid of its corrupt ways? No, I don't think it will. But what it's doing with this big PR stunt is showing that it is feeling our heat. It is feeling our pressure. And therefore this is a small sign we are winning, but I'm going to tackle some of the issues uh, that are some of the CDC's Biggest, most corrupt lies that it's participated in, okay, and things that it really does need to fix. Um, and hopefully, if we keep putting the pressure on, it will. Okay, I'm also going to talk about um, the the issue of miscarriages and periods during the pandemic. There had been so much conflicting information in regards to these topics, and uh, I'm going to look at some interesting new data on that. We're also going to talk about an AI app creator. His app specifically monitors social media sites, millions of users, everything they're posting collects it all. And he talks about the most alarming thing he's noting and watching what everyone's posting, what the biggest threat is that he believes. We're also going to look at one country that is paying its citizens thousands of dollars per person if they will just... Have 10 or more babies. Pretty wild. And it's really interesting to see people's reaction to this in America. I got some thoughts on this. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Happy Friday. Oh, by the way, I'm not doing truth bombs today, uh, just a regular show. We are shaken up, uh, moving. I'm going to have a new studio and all that. So, you know it's been a little bit chaotic so anyway we weren't able to pull off truth bombs but truth bombs is going to look pretty cool when it's all said and done all right before we jump into it shout out to the sponsor of my coverage a new investigation reveals your google history could betray you in more more ways than one and it's making privacy rights activists furious police have begun using a technique known as reverse keyword search this allows law enforcement to use google search history to find someone who might have committed a crime but it invades the average user's privacy. This is why I've turned to Virtual Shield, all the privacy tips and tricks that uh, the world uh, don't do what Virtual Shield does. The tips and tricks in the world, they don't do what Virtual Shield does. It is an industry-leading VPN with a strict no-log policy, so even they can't see what you're doing online. Virtual Shield helps protect your data from corporations, hackers, ISPs, advertisers, and anyone else attempting to track or spy on you. Technology that hackers and other data miners use today are too advanced to be beaten with basic privacy practices. You need a fighting chance with Virtual Shield. It is the fastest and easiest use VPN in the world. Every viewer of my show is eligible for Virtual Shield's free 30-day trial, but only for a limited time. You'll miss this if you wait too long because uh, they are known for putting a cap on the amount of trials given out. Get yourself grandfathered in by going to the link down in the description. It is virtualshield.com slash ivory locks my viewers in with that discount. I actually just found out that VPNs are good for buying your plane tickets too because uh, airline websites actually monitor the location of the purchasers of the tickets and will upcharge some airline ticket purchasers based on background data they're able to collect from you. If you're not using a VPN, VPN makes you anonymous online. So the airlines can't collect any info and they just charge their regular rate instead. So interesting stuff. Okay. What's up everyone. Happy Friday. Exciting times. Uh, Okay. So the CDC is trying to do a big PR stunt to uh, make people trust them again. Uh, I, all, all the rubbish they're saying in this PR stunt, I think is all just gassing us. It, they're just saying whatever the heck they want to try to regain their reputation. I don't, I don't think they're going to stop being corrupt. But the fact that they're having to do this PR stunt is showing that the CDC knows that we know that they are corrupt AF and that is a good sign okay that means you putting the pressure on they're hearing you okay i want to show you how the mainstream media is uh, is covering this i'll show you a little clip and then uh, give you my take.
0: A major shakeup tonight at the Center for Disease Control following criticism of how the nation's public health agency handled the COVID-19 epidemic. And it comes as the country faces another outbreak, this time, monkeypox. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent, Dr. John LaPook has our exclusive interview tonight.
5: Today's report uncovered deep concerns over the CDC's culture and day-to-day practices. Among the complaints? a rigid compartmentalized bureaucracy that restricted the agency's overall response to the pandemic from its analysis of data to the sluggish release of information to the public to its confusing and overwhelming covid guidance was the agency up to the task of handling this pandemic
0: i think our public health infrastructure in the country was not up to the task of handling this pandemic
5: cdc director dr rochelle bolensky commissioned the report in april
0: We learned some hard
2: lessons over the last three years. And as part of that, it's my responsibility. It's the agency's responsibility to learn from those lessons and do better.
4: All right. I better pull out of that report. I just realized CBS is um, really stingy about their broadcasts. They don't like you resharing their stuff. YouTube has penalized me uh, for sharing CBS reports before. Oops. But anyway, let me share with you an Associated Press article that talks about the same thing cdc director announces shake up citing uh illness pandemic mistakes uh but here's the part that's like uh, you know you hope that when they say oh we made mistakes you hope they're actually hearing from the people about all the bs that made no sense but really they're the cdc is saying that the pressure they're getting from people is that they didn't do enough, that they need to be more p- tyrannical, perhaps. Um, let's see. I highlighted this part. Experts say the CDC was slow to recognize how much the illness uh, was entering the U.S. from Europe to recommend people wear masks to say that the illness can spread through the air and to ramp up systematic testing for new variants. So then your heart sinks when you see that. And you're like, oh boy. So the uh, CDC says that it needs to be more tyrannical. It didn't do enough. And in here you hoped that that it was hearing from the people that we are sick of its BS guidance that is stripping away our freedoms. You know, I've been hearing from a lot of viewers saying, you know, defund the FBI, which although the FBI is very corrupt right now, it, it needs to be revamped, not defunded. We still need to be able to fight crime in America. That's a key role of government. But defund the CDC. I could get behind that because humans are smart enough to tend to their own health. We don't need an agency forcing what it thinks is best for our health on us. That is not, that's not the government's role as far as if you believe in in the people being free and self-governing, like Americans used to believe. Um, so yeah. CDC needs to shrink its power, I think, but that line right there was kind of like, oh, boy. So they add some uh, bullet points here of some of the changes they are going to make. One is to increase use of preprint scientific reports to get out actionable data instead of waiting for research to go through peer review and publication by the CDC during a journal morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. So you hear that and you're like, oh, well, hopefully they would, you know, all those studies on that medicine, the I-word, you know, maybe next time around they would release those studies. But I don't have my hopes up. The the chances that they'll hand-select preprints to go with the government narrative is probably pretty strong Um, because there was actually, there were peer-reviewed studies on the I-word medicine that I still can't even talk about on YouTube because this is where we're at in censorship. Um, there was peer review, and they still didn't care. They're still, to this day, they are smearing that safe and effective medicine. Anyway, another bullet point they have. Restructuring the agency's communication office and further revamping CDC website to make the agency's guide, guidance for the public more clear and easier to find Yeah, a lot of people are like, I feel like we're we're getting a lot of mixed messages from you, CDC. Um, They also said altering the length of time agency leaders are devoted to outbreak response to a minimum of six months. I guess there was too much overturn. So they're going to keep one leader in one position for longer. Um, You know, the fact that there was a lot of overturn tells me that people were getting, taking a lot of heat. Uh, People, you know, want to leave an agency when they are being demonized by the people. And then members of this agency were definitely being demonized. People were fed up with uh, this agency where we didn't elect Rochelle Walensky. This is uh, control without representation, control of our freedoms without representation. So people got heated about that. Um, I wanted to bring up some, some of the things that have been, you know, The CDC's big blunders or lies during the pandemic, uh, for one, they lied that the needle does not prevent transmission. You know, then they said that the needle does not prevent transmission. Turns out they, sorry, they said the needle prevents transmission. Turns out it did not. Turns out now President Biden. And the owner of the Pfizer company, or sorry, the CEO of the Pfizer company, are bragging about the fact that they got the needle four times and still the illness was transmitted to them. They're bragging about it because, oh, my illness is mild. And that's the new narrative that this needle does not pr- prevent transmission at all. But at least my case will be mild, is their narrative. Do we trust their new narrative when all their old narratives fell through? I don't I'm not trust there's a lot I'm not trusting right now. Uh number 2 lie. Um they lied about the fact that the illness disprom- disproportionately affects the vulnerable people with multiple comorbidities. They had this narrative that, you know, anyone you know, anyway, you're you're just as likely to keel over dead in your twenties, you know, as if you're an elderly person with four comorbidities, but when you would look at the data, almost everyone who actually dies of this illness had major comorbidities. So they were deceptive about that and then they, you know, they would make these lies, you know, for a long time and then they would come clean. Oh, our bad. We got that wrong too. Uh, so it was this year that the CDC director said that over 75% of deaths in this pandemic occurred in people with at least four comorbidities. Okay, so now they're coming clean about it, saying, oh yeah, you almost have to have something, a life-threatening illness already for this thing to take you out. Of course, there have been very rare exceptions, but the way that this pandemic was painted is that it's its killing everybody it was really deceptive. Um, how about the deception about Testing, I I'm, I don't know how many words I can say on YouTube, but the most common way of testing for the illness, CDC quietly admitted that that was a major issue. Um, late in 2021, they announced on their website, and this announcement's still up, they said, quote, after December 31st of 2021, CDC will withdraw the request to the FDA for emergency use authorization of the CDC uh, diagnostic panel test P to the C to the R. I don't want the bots to pick up what I'm talking about. This particular test, they're getting rid of the EUA because turns out the tests can't d- differentiate between the new n- new illness and the flu. Okay, so all those people who were getting that test, they may have just had the flu? What the heck is going on? Um, oh, another um, another big deception was, is it death from the new illness or with the new illness? And I actually got to commend Brett Baer from Fox News for confronting Rochelle Walensky live on his show, Fox News Sunday, about this. And, he, and he's like, can you, uh, can you just differentiate that and let us know how many actually died from the illness or did they have a comorbidity or that something else that took them out, but they also had, it was with the illness. And um, she h- had no answer. And that's the problem. That is the problem is that they are bunching all these together. If you die... From cancer or heart disease or any of the other most deadly killers, and you happen to test positive for the illness when you died, you are listed as having died with that illness, but it all mixes in with the people who die from that illness. And so that is a problem, and actually I confronted a top, uh, public health doctor here in Houston about it when I still work for Fox and they said the same thing. Yeah, it all gets bunched together. So that's major deception and, and inflation of the numbers right there. Okay. Why is the C- is CDC uh, committing these flaws that deceives the public about what's really going on with this pandemic? Uh Then we have, you know, there's all kinds of corruption beyond just this pandemic. Okay. This pandemic ha- is waking us all up to the shenanigans of the CDC. We're looking closer and we're finding other highly disturbing things. Did you guys know former CBS correspondent, Cheryl Atkison, she left CBS after she experienced something similar to what I experienced at Fox where they were controlling the narrative very hard. And she was doing these incredible investigative reports, but if her report investigated one of CBS's special interests, one of CBS's advertisers, one of their buddies, then Cheryl was muzzled and censored. So Cheryl finally got out of there, called out CBS's corruption. She's doing her own independent reporting now. Uh, she interviewed a former CDC scientist who said that they scheduled meetings to destroy uh, actual scientific data regarding needles and people with a spectrum. This is stuff I can't talk about on on YouTube, but um, people with a spectrum, I'm going to say that, okay, and how... This A spectrum has been jumping in recent years. Well, Cheryl Atkinson, independent journalist, uh, formerly CBS, she helped reveal to the world uh, the depths of corruption of the CDC's highest levels. I'm uh, reading from this article that that, uh, cited Cheryl's own coverage, CherylAtkinson.com. You can only find these articles if you use DuckDuckGo. They don't come up on Google. Dr. William Thompson admitted and confessed to scientific misconduct in a concerted effort to cover up a distinct and obvious link between needles and the skyrocketing A-spectrum rate, specifically among African-American boys who get the needle with MMR, MMR needle, well under the age of three. Their A-spectrum rate is way high. As Atkinson reported and Dr. Thompson confessed, the insidious corruption ran deep. Dr. Thompson says the study co-authors actually, quote, scheduled a meeting to destroy the documents related to the study. The remaining four co-authors all met, brought a big garbage can into the meeting room and reviewed and went through all the hard copy documents that we had thought we should discard, put them in a huge garbage can. Uh, That's a, lead scientists from the CDC disposing of scientific evidence in regards to needles. Uh, So the CDC is rife with corruption. Uh, Their big PR stunt announcing, sorry, we made mistakes. We're revamping. I don't think they're actually going to get rid of their corruption, but I say it is a win for the people because it proves that the CDC is feeling the heat and they need to do something. And they're hoping this PR stunt Will alleviate some of, some of the pressure they're getting from the public. Uh, so this should be promising to you that, you know, don't let off the pressure. They are feeling the heat. Hopefully the CDC will really come clean and revamp. So this is a good sign, you guys. Uh, what, what's your take? Oh, you guys are saying stuff. Um, in the comments that I can't even show on my screen. Yeah, this comment section is going to get deleted for sure by YouTube. YouTube deletes your your live chats whenever your live chats get too real. It's pretty crazy. Oh, of course, I can't forget the most, uh, the biggest thing, the, the reason I get my nickname, you guys call me ivory Mecton. So <laughs> the CDC has got to knock it off. In regards to this whole horse paste issue, the fact that to this day, the CDC on its website is recommending against using this life saving medicine. Uh, not only are they saying, well, the FDA hasn't, uh, hasn't authorized or approved it for the pandemic illness. So we can't recommend it for humans in regards to that, only in regards to parasites. They also add a bunch of. B.S. about oh U.S. poison control centers have experienced a rise in calls in regards to this. It could call, uh, you know, because more people have been getting prescriptions for the eye medicine because they realize that they're hearing it from friends. Yeah, I I popped these FDA approved pills. Yeah, they're FDA approved for parasites, but they for some reason are working on this new illness. So I'm taking it. They're hearing this from friends. Everyone's been getting prescriptions of this, finding a doctor who will prescribe it, tons of people. I think, um, it was, uh, it was an incredible number, uh, increase in prescriptions. I forget how big the increase was in prescriptions during the pandemic, but it jumped hugely. And, um, it was like word of mouth and alternative media where people are realizing it's working. You had Joe Rogan say, yeah, I got this medicine and I feel better, and so now they're, now the CDCs to this day is saying that you may get gastrointestinal issues, low blood pressure and neurologic effects. You're, you're gonna, your brain's gonna get jacked up. You're gonna get confused. Okay. I'll just say I took that medicine when I had the illness. I had zero side effects from the medicine. Uh, Every, I haven't heard anyone having these any sort of side effects, uh, but you saw a lot of BS surrounding this saying, oh, it's horse-paced. It don't, don't act like a horse. You're not a farm animal. Uh, that was actually PR from the FDA, uh, telling you not to take life-saving medicine. And then the infamous Rolling Stone article talking about, yeah, you know, this, uh, this horse-paced eye medicine is going to hurt your health because um, we talked to a hospital that says they're getting so many uh, people coming in for poisoning due to taking the eye medicine that we can't even treat gunshot wound victims because we don't have space. Well, Rolling Stone had to retract their entire article and say, My bad. It's completely fake news. We accidentally did a complete fake news story. After we published it, we heard from uh, someone at that actual hospital who said, uh, the the ER has received zero patients related to overdosing on the eye medicine. And we're not having problems whatsoever. So, There's been a lot of misinformation, disinformation, okay, coming from the mainstream media, yet the alternative media, it takes all the heat in regards to this stuff. And you wonder why trust in mainstream media is at an all-time low. So if the CDC could actually mend its ways in regards to that, all those lies I just listed, that would be great. But they are restructuring and we'll see what happens if people put the pressure on them enough. Maybe they will stop with the obvious lies. Now, other than that, you know, speaking of information that related to the pandemic where it's been really hard to get the truth, we're going to talk about miscarriages and periods. Uh, I just became aware of this new magazine called Evie Magazine. I love it. Eviemagazine.com. They did some really interesting articles. They have this new article this week. Quote, nearly half of women who took uh, Albert Borla's needle experienced a miscarriage. Um. Wow. Let's see how they collected that information that we're not hearing anywhere else. It says, thanks to author and feminist activist, Naomi Wolf, we have learned a lot about the effects that the needle has had on people during trial runs. Sadly, it seems that many pregnant women experience a miscarriage due to the needle. Naomi Wolf ran a crowdsourcing analysis project to analyze 300,000 Albert Borla needle documents that were released through a freedom of information act request in January, us district judge Mark Pittman of the Northern district of Texas ruled that the documents uh, be released and the results found are stunning. Yeah. I, I myself, I have to admit that I forgot about all these documents being released in regards to the needle that, Albert Bortless Company lost that lawsuit. And and the judge actually said they have to release a certain number of thousands of documents each month throughout the year. So these documents have been trickling out. And apparently when Naomi Wolf did her study, there was 300,000 documents released at that time. Uh, She found that 44% of pregnant women in... Albert Borla's Needle Company trial lost their baby. Now, we previously heard that pregnant women were excluded from the initial trials, which was a major mistake because to this day there's been a lot of lack of clarity on whether the needle's good. Uh, Some of the mainstream experts, you know, they... Express their frustration on this. Why weren't pregnant women included? Because it it leaves you with a lot of questions, and it makes pregnant women more hesitant to get the needle when they weren't included in the initial trial. Well, the analysis of the Pfizer documents is saying they were included. Whoa. Let's see. It says the research. By the way, I linked this article down below. Okay. It says the research found that 44% of women who participated in Albert Borla's needle trial of of the, the needle lost their baby.
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
4: Wolf was interviewed by, on Steve Bannon's show, War Room, to discuss the effects of the uh, needle in pregnant mothers. Here's how they concealed it. Okay. Quote, women will understand how tragic this is. The needle company took those deaths of babies, those spontaneous abortions and miscarriages, and recategorized them as recovered result adverse effects. In other words, if you lost your baby, it was categorized by the needle company as resolved adverse event, like a headache that got better, she said. Oh yeah, she was feeling bad because she passed something. The thing she passed was a human baby, but now she's feeling better. So it's a recovered adverse effect. Wow. This data has never been released to the public before, and the women have been gaslit to believe that their periods were never actually affected by the needle, even though in a later, it was later revealed that they were sadly, this research will very likely never be reported on the mainstream news outlets, and it will continue to be swept under the rug by public health organizations. Additionally, CDC still officially recommends that pregnant women get the needle. Well, if that's true, then that is another major issue with the CDC they should probably stop recommending that pregnant women get the needle. Guys, there's actually a huge contradiction. Uh, and there's another article I want to show you guys too. And it's like, what do you believe? One more article, though, by Evie Magazine. Uh, the needle caused 42% of women to experience a dip- disrupted menstrual, menstrual cycle in a study of over 39,000 people. It says, ever since the needle was administered, there have been many women claiming that the needle disrupted their menstrual cycle, but for the most part, they were gaslit and told that it was all in their head. A recent study suggests that those women are right all along. In June 2021, a team of researchers gathered data from over 39,000 women, all of whom received two doses of the needle at least two weeks before the study was conducted. The group received um, all of the different needle brands Dr. Catherine Clancy is a professor of anthropology at the University of illinois urbana champaign and she conducted the research along with Dr. Catherine Lee, a professor of anthropology at Tulane University. The needle caused 42% of women to experience a disrupted menstrual cycle in this study of 39,000 women. Uh, Dr. Clancy says that Dr. Lee and I had our own wonky period experience post-needle. If Dr. Lee hadn't pointed them out in the first place, I may never have made the connection myself. After I tweeted about it and the response was overwhelming, we designed a survey instrument that would allow us to capture these experiences as well as any factors that might make one or one more at risk of this side effect. We really wanted to listen to people and validate their concerns because there were so many who were quick to dismiss them. So she had an overwhelming response saying, yeah, my period was jacked up too. Uh, They only gathered research from women over the age of 18 who were experiencing menstrual cycle uh, regularly um, and excluded perimenopausal women. So they only looked at women with regular periods prior. If you already had a wacky period, they, you're not in the study. The data showed that 42% of women had a heavy, heavier menstrual flow after they had the needle, and many said that this happened within the first seven days of getting the needle. Others noted that they saw those menstrual changes eight to 14 days after the needle. "Quote our first key, our key finding is that increased bleeding, heavier." Uh, among menstruating people and breakthrough bleeding among non-menstrual people is real. Wow. Um, It is also now uh, supported by several prospective studies that have also found the same thing. A secondary finding is that there are key factors that increase the chance someone may have this increased bleeding uh, issue being older, um, and having been pregnant, had kids, and having a hyper-proliferative reproductive condition. So if you have those three things, you're more likely to see a change in your period after the needle. So it's really interesting. These doctors actually decided to be curious, and they found something uh, that n- none of the mainstream seems to talk about now i also look at uh, i looked at ProPublica.org which is a non-profit journalism organization they have a totally different narrative um and it's like what the heck do you believe uh what do you what do you believe in 2022 because these people are uh, every everyone's saying that they're looking at this raw data and they're coming out with totally different outcomes. This headline is quote, God, no, not another case. Pandemic illness related stillbirths didn't have to happen. This article says that these doctors analyzed, they they were noticing umbilical cords, uh, come in, uh, related to stillbirths. And the, they'd never seen umbilical cords like this. They were scarred and marred umbilical cords. Uh, and there was just no way, I guess, for the baby to get its nutrients through that umbilical cord. So it dies in a stillbirth. And they noticed a trend that every single incidence of this, the mom had caught, co- had caught the new pandemic illness shortly before. Her child died in a stillbirth. And that every single incidence um, in which this happened, the mom had not received a single needle. So they are saying that all the people, all the moms who got needles didn't have stillbirths. And that it was the pandemic illness that was impacting the baby in the womb. So this is a completely different narrative than that first article that I read and both articles are saying these doctors are looking at raw, uh, real information and, and they're scouring. Uh, this, this doctor was looking at hospitals around the country. Her name's Dr. Shelly Audronic. O-D-R-O-N-I-C. Um, now I have as I recall, seeing that, that both the the new, you know, pandemic illness, which may or may not have been created in a lab, and the new needle go, both of those things go for your ovaries and impact your uh, impact female reproduction in some way. So, you know, it's that's interesting. Um, I. I don't know what to believe myself. Um, so it may or may not be true that both the new illness and the new needle are impacting childbirth in an adverse way. It's wild. And you're talking about male sperm as well. Uh, it also messes with male sperm. Um, yeah so it's just a very confusing time isn't it just to analyze all this and be like what's really going on so I was look I was looking at ProPublica I was like what's what's their agenda and I was reading through their articles and I see that they nonprofit uh, just you know funded by donors and I I haven't dug up who their donors are but I noticed that all of their, News is leftist. (laughs) ProPublica is a leftist AF outlet, which brings me to this interesting article on AI that has been designed to spy on you and me and decide whether we're extremists. ProPublica featured this. uh, This AI app designer headline, what happened when Twitter and other social media platforms cracked down on extremists. It's a Q and a with Welton Chang, who created a new app. Uh, that app is called Pyra. If I'm pronouncing that right, P Y R R A. The app scans the entire internet, specifically social media sites Uh, It'll scan some a 100 million messages per week. Ooh, it's looking at our private messages. I just caught that it says messages, not posts. Probably I wouldn't put it past them that they're looking at people's private Facebook messaging. I mean, I've had my private messages get censored before. Oh, I can't say certain words in private messaging. The the, The message won't even go through to the recipient. So anyway, this guy's app, he his his app has clients. His clients who uh, dispatch his app to spy on social media users. I wonder if the U.S. government is one of the clients. Anyway, uh, they they look to see uh, the growth of extremism. Uh, how is extremism growing? You can see in the picture here. One example of extremism is this Donald Trump tweet, where he shared a video that says uh, "Fight for Trump, save America, save the world." That's one example of extremism. To them, um, can you? Okay, so they're asking. They ask him here. In general, what are the biggest extremist threats that you're following these days? What worries you? And his answer, what's the biggest threat? The way people's minds work to him is the biggest threat. He wants people's minds to work the way his mind works. All right, here's what he said. <laughs> One is just the, the death of critical thinking and the amount of evidence-free speculation That becomes the truth, small t truth. On these platforms, it can be something as innocuous as something done by a celebrity all the way to things that really have impact on the health of our democracy. But it's also just the general lack of confidence in institutions at large. We're at an all-time low in terms of government trust. Oh, how dare the people for not trusting the government? That's extremist, and that is the biggest extremist threat to this guy. We're not, we're at an all time low in government trust. And that's what he's noticing in his spying on people's social media messages. He says, uh, based on all the different metrics that are out there, this brings us to the inherent incoherence of conspiracy theories and these really outlandish ideas about how the world actually works. People believe that the government is simultaneously totally incompetent and also all knowing and all seeing incapable of pulling off massive efforts like helping Bill Gates spread the needle through mind control over uh, 5G. Hey, YouTube, it's not me saying it. It's this app developer saying this. I'm ProPublica. Don't delete my YouTube. (laughs) All right. So... He's saying uh, he doesn't like the way people's minds work. Uh, he goes on to say these are diametrically opposed ideas, yet folks are simultaneously believing both of them and saying this is what's happening in the world today. I've been really immersed in this stuff since 2016. So he started p- spying on people once Trump came into office. And I'm still routinely appalled, surprised, and taken aback by some of the things I read in these platforms. And maybe the day I become inured in this stuff is the day that I need to leave the business. But I'm still really shocked by the things I read. Look at the uh, Pew Research uh, out there about how many people believe the core tenets of the blank anon. I think that we've entered a new phase in which social media has altered and warped how we encounter information, how we process it. And how we internalize what counts as truth. It's having significant impact on our democracy. I really do believe that social media is an accelerator. An accelerator of uh, societal disintegration? Yes. People's easier ability to communicate with each other is destroying society, he's saying. Sounds like he's a fan of censorship. Um, And look, I'll admit agencies like CDC spewing BS all day, every day has indeed disintegrated people's trust in the government. And as people I've noticed, as people have have stopped trusting the government and the mainstream media, as I'm a witness, the mainstream media didn't keep it real with the people either. Um, That's why I left Fox. So the establishment, you you lose trust in the establishment. It's like, what do you trust anymore? So so a lot of people just decided I'm going to trust the opposite of whatever the the establishment says, and I don't think that's I I don't think that's a good idea too. I think a lot of people have allowed themselves to be more easily deceived in the opposite direction too. You know, because I'm just going to always believe whatever's the opposite. So then, you know, people who like to gossip. There's always people who like to gossip and come up with stories. They have a whole new audience that'll easily listen to them. They'll come up with BS. So there's BS on all sides right now. And it's really hard to understand what's true. Um, So that is an issue, but I think it's good that people have to, you know, sit with themselves and say what makes sense to me and what doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not gonna trust anything anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna critically think about everything. I, I think that is I think more people are doing that versus everyone just trusting the mainstream previously. There is the, there's this disintegration of what to believe anymore. And there's lies on all sides and there's elements of truth sprinkled in. But I think we're at a good good point of everyone starting to think for themselves more. So I have a much more optimistic view than this guy has. It sounds like he wants to ratchet up censorship. Um, and then they ask him about disinformation in regards to January 6th. And he says on these alternative social media platforms, the narrative about uh, January 6th started getting pushed on January 7th. People uh, started by blaming um, Antifa. And then right off the bat, They're trying to deflect blame. You had card carrying members of MAGA community like January 6th, protester Jay uh, Ray Epps getting falsely accused of being FBI informants and being responsible for pushing people into the Capitol. He came out and said, I was one of them, the pro Trump movement. And they just kind of turned on me. Okay. So the creator of this, uh, this app, he just outed himself as being, ignorant AF himself in regards to Ray Epps. Um, he's like, look, just, just believe that this fed, this undercover fed says that he's not an undercover fed, you know, just to deny the actual evidence out there. Like us senators confronting the feds about Ray Epps being one of their guys and the feds not answer saying, Ooh, we can't answer that because if he wasn't a fed, You would just say he's not a Fed, right? But they couldn't answer that, okay? Apparently this app creator who hates people's free sharing of information online should watch this conversation between Ted Cruz and the Feds.
6: How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th?
0: Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that. I can't go into the specifics
6: of sources and methods. Uh, Did, any you know. Did any FBI or agents confidential or informants confidential informants, informants actively participate in the events of January 6th, 6th, January, 6th. Yes or January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't. I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents FBI or confidential agents informants, informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? Sixth. I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well... There are a lot of well, people who are understandably very, are concerned, concerned, about very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed?
4: Sir, I cannot answer that question. Oh, she can't answer that question. R- Hold on. Right, that right there. Is he a vet or isn't he a vet? You, you said you know who he is, and now you can't answer the question as to whether or not he's a Fed. Okay, so he's a Fed. Okay. <laughs> and just the very fact that he was clearly one of the first agitators creating this so-called uh, insurrection, yet he's untouchable. He's not arrested. So this this dude uh, who's saying that people who dare to say that Ray Epps is a Fed are a possible uh, threat. They are they're one of the extremists on the web. People who think that way. Uh, that's all very concerning. So I don't know. ProPublica is posting this sort of BS. It makes me it makes you wonder if their article on um, stillbirths only coming from people who've not had the needle, but did have the illness. You wonder if that article is BS too. Um, But who knows? It's hard to tell what's true. Hey, let's talk about this new new update from a foreign nation. Can you guys guess which foreign nation is now going to pay its citizens $16,000 if they will just have 10 or more babies, uh, they will give this their citizens an award, uh, like some sort of plaque saying they're a great mom, and then um, pay them $16,000. you are saying Hungary, you are incorrect. It's not Hungary. Japan, it is, it's a country that is struggling with its birth rate, actually. Birth rate is down, so they are trying to fund... Uh, you're incorrect. It's not China. They're trying to fund the growth of the birth, the birth rate, uh, donation. What's that? Here's what it is. Russia, Vladimir Putin is funding pregnancies. Now Vladimir Putin wants people to have bigger families here to CNBC reporting. Russia is offering a hero's medal and $16,000 to women who have 10 kids The Mother Heroin Medal ranks uh, alongside awards for bravery and service to the state. It comes with stipulations, including raising all children with an appropriate level of care and all being alive, aside from those killed in military or civic service. Russia has long faced an economic challenge from a declining and aging population, which has accelerated since its invasion of Ukraine. So, so their, their population is going down so much that they are trying to get more people to have bigger families. Now, it's really interesting. I became aware of this article because a conservative influencer shared it and said, you go Russia. This is where it's at. You rock. And I was stunned. I was like, what do conservatives stand for these days? Because. I thought conservatives stood for small government and uh, personal responsibility. And here this conservative is pushing a welfare state. You know, she should be celebrating the U.S. government because, by the way, we do the same thing. Our government funds women in the hood who had 12 babies from 12 parent 12 dads. <laughs> Look, I come from a huge family. Um, I, my two parents, uh, they had 12 kids. My mom had 12 kids from one dad. And so she would get that award too. I mean, that's that's cool to get awarded by someone, but I don't want to be awarded by the government. I don't want the government to stay the heck away from me. Um, you know, government, yeah, have some law enforcement to... to protect my independence, but stay away from me with your creepy awards, especially financial awards. Okay. And that's apparently why I'm not a conservative. I don't think like conservatives who want the government to pad your pockets for having kids. I guess conservatives and liberals think more alike than I thought, but, um, there is Russia funding moms having babies the hood's getting rich in Russia, just like in America. Just kidding. You don't, you don't get rich from government handouts. That's a problem. Government handouts never seem to actually benefit people's lives like they hope. Uh, checking your comments. What do you guys think of this thing? Um, Respect for moms, but yeah, less government. Yeah, for sure. You agree with me? Exactly. I'm saying that's awesome to be, I mean, I celebrate a family, you know, a solid family unit and being a good mom and being a good dad, but the government should not be funding our personal lives. The government should stay the heck away from us so we can fend for our own, you know, our own lives the way that we see fit freedom comes with a lot of personal responsibility and government, big daddy government's not going to be there to give you $16,000 for how many kids you have. Okay. That's how it's supposed to be in a free country. Uh, but CNBC talks about it. Russia has a crappy economy. They have a sucky economy and they're blaming the fact that their uh, population is shrinking for their crappy economy, but it's probably because they are a corrupt, corrupt nation. They're not a free nation. The vast majority of their people live in poverty. It's a hellish nation. Their people lack a lot of freedom. There's BS propaganda from the left and the right regarding Russia. And you're being lied to on all sides. And the fact that conservatives are now like, Putin is a wonderful savior is weird AF. His people do not have great lives unless they're part of a small, select elite. And I don't want to be a part of a country that's similar to Russia, where I'm going to get jailed for my speech. It's already getting a little scary like that in America, but it's worse over in Russia. Um, I'm not Russia phobic. I'm reading your I'm reading your comments. I I don't have Russia phobia. I have Russia reality. Uh, My best friend is from Russia and therefore I have learned some things from her about how insanely corrupt it is. It's like impossible to have a solid business unless you participate in corruption or rub the right shoulders. I mean, America's sadly getting a little similar to that, but they don't have a free market economy. That's probably why a lot of people are struggling in poverty. And now Putin thinks that if he can give moms thousands of dollars to have more kids, that the economy is going to improve. Anyway, it is a weird time to be alive. Okay. Um, just don't believe all the BS propaganda. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful weekend and, um, I can't wait for you guys to see, uh, my new space, once I get set up, uh, it may take a little bit of time, but I'm trying to create a better product for you guys. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.